You're listening to Teen Table Talks with Teen Health 101, a podcast where teens have a roundtable conversation about health topics that impact the youth and teens today. Join us at our lunch table, where a group of teens come together to debate, joke, and share experiences about topics from nutrition to mental health to the healthcare industry. Another one is Rett syndrome, which is basically a neurodevelopmental disorder with the loss of volitional handies in spoken language. They also have the same kind of, as I said, the development of rep- repetitive hand behavior. And they have a loss of coordination, which just happens during infancy. And most of these disorders happen when um, they're three years or older. In today's podcast of Teen Table Talks, we'll talk about, we talk about everything and everything health related that relates to the youth and teens today. So today's topic is autism and its effects on teenage minds. So let's get into it. So first I'm gonna be discussing about the different types of autism spectrum disorders and how they relate to National Autism Awareness Month, which is April. So the first one I think that many people are aware of is autism spectrum disorder, which is also known as Asperger's syndrome. So it's basically, it's like milder autism, like they have a dash of autism and they don't have as much as many of the other autism spectrum disorders, Um, but it's also not a heavily like research disorder and they're placed under the category of underdiagnosis because many scientists saw children who have these disorders are not similar to symptoms of autism. And, free, and they're like different and they act different than a neurotypical child. They do not have language delays, which is very common in kids who have autism. And they have much better, and they frequently have much better cognitive and intellectual skills. And they're really good, have really great language skills as well. And as many kids who have autism, they typically don't know how to interact with other kids and they find it hard to fit in. They, some of them might have a hard time showing sympathy, some showing empathy, and they have limited eye contact and are unengaged in many conversations. And they may not understand like our typical use of language, which is like the sarcasm, humor, irony, and they might be a bit too formal. They might not understand like the give and take nature of a conversation. Um, But the main difference between Asperger's syndrome and autism is basically is mainly the communication skills that I've already as I've already said, but and they also have they have normal intelligence levels as I said, and they do have they have sustained impaired social interaction and the development of restricted and repetitive uh, patterns of behavior that can affect their social and occupational impairment in the future. So what I mean like repetitive patterns of behavior is that sometimes if like their hands like twitching or they just might ha- behave in a certain manner or pattern. They might behave in a certain manner, they might do it repetitively. So like if they are, um, like if you're at their hand switching a lot, they might do that a lot. So like they, they constantly do the same things over and over again. And it's extremely rare. You can get treatment, but there's really no cure. Cause this is really, as I said before, it's like a new area of science and they're still like trying to understand it. The next one is, childhood disintegrative disorder. It's also known as Heller syndrome. It's a rare condition characterized by late onset starting from ages three and older of developmental delays in language and social function and having delays in like motor skills. What I mean by motor skills is kind of like, um, like how you have motor neurons in your brain. Sometimes they might not, when you're like, we're trying to touch an object or trying to do something, your motor neurons might not react quickly to something. Like if you burn your hand, your motor neurons might not 
they might not react as quickly because when you're burnt, when your hand's like on like something really hot, you can like take your hand off immediately. But for them, it might take a little longer for them to process that. The next one is Kanner syndrome or classic autistic disorders. So basically, this is like low function autism. It's characterized as social impairments in communication. They have profound lack of emotions and they have restricted and sometimes stereotyped interests and activities. And they really can't reciprocate the same types of social interaction emotions like um, neurotypical children can do. And the last one is pervasive developmental disorder. It happens during infancy, as I said, like four, three years of age and older, and that delays in developmental and socialization. That delays in development of socialization and communicational skills. So the next thing I want to talk about is its effects on teenage minds and how it will affect their development later on in life and shape their childhood and etc. So when, as we get older, teens become very non-compliant, they become moody, they have lots of mood swings, they just like, you know, they're growing older, you know, they, they don't tend, tend to act like how they were when they're children. So same thing here with autism, teens become more non-compliant and they want more independence and control over their lives. So if you know someone, so they kind of, they also find it hard to adapt to change and they may have trouble concentrating what kind of shifts into like how they, the kind of shifts into what I want to talk about to school. So, so many kids like neurotypical children, they are able, as they get older, they, they're able to have, they have better time management skills, better organization skills, memory, concentration skills, and, attent and attention skills. They like have better, they have, they have a much longer attention span, but children with autism can take a longer time to develop those skills because they don't really have great executive functioning skills. They might take it like a harder time to process something or if it's like, for example, if like they're going to the grocery store, they may have a hard time of keeping track of their time and remembering everything that they wrote on their grocery list. Um, they have a hard time maintaining self-control, working in a group, and relaying past experience of the present. And so basically, so cognitive flexibility kind of remains a problem, which is what Dr. Michael Rosenthal said, who is a neuropsychologist. So yeah, they might have a harder time in school, just kind of concentrating and do, doing everything what a student would normally do. And they have a hard time like doing daily activities such as taking a shower, shaving, having a hard time sleeping. And they also, it's hard for them in the social world because when they have social disabilities, it's really hard to, you know, to make friends because they're not like, people might perceive them as not being like everybody else. But they really are like everybody else and just really just trying to fit in and make friends. But it's really hard for them and no one can really understand what they're going through. So I suggest if, you know someone in your school who is autistic that you really try to include them like during lunch or try to be them and talk to try to talk to them like after class or really just try to do everything you can to be their friend because they might having a really difficult time just maybe like you or other students like navigating school or navigating high school middle school or elementary and you just need someone to talk to so that's like one of my big tips um, which I'll get into later as for you like how to get involved in communication skills not communicational. Um, so the brain as a whole, they haven't really done much research on like adolescence brains, or, like teenage brains, but for children, but for adults, and they have like less uh, coordinated activity in that child with memory, attention, transition, and have a lot of emotional control. They don't have a, they have a hard time with emotional control and they really can't manage their frustrations. They can also have like many different personality tendencies, 
behavioral flexibility and difficulties in social interaction. But they also, it can range from, the autism spectrum can really range from severe to high-functioning autism. So basically, you can have basically changes in your neurological functions and basically how different sensory networks of the brain can work together to create coordinated activity or sometimes less coordinated random activity, which is found in children with severe autism, random and less coordinated activity. But so sometimes like they can have a harder time of like all the, like the, as I said before earlier when I was describing the different types of like autism disorders, there's something called the caudate, which is basically an area of the brain, which is incurs, in, it's an area of the brain where, where like many, well, many kids with autism have repetitive behaviors. So the caudate is actually the one that kind of controls that and what's, and what's um, allowing these repetitive behaviors to, to continue. So like maybe we're creating a schedule and really just trying to manage your day. And so lastly, I would like to talk about how you guys can get involved in autism. So I said before, like how you can be more inclusive in your school, how to include more students who are suffering autism, make the transition to school a lot easier, maybe helping them during class. Um, it's trying to be like, say you like want to sit with us at lunch or something like that. I know like in COVID, like you can't do that, but like just trying to be like, Try like to make like remote learning, I guess, a bit easier for them. If they're like finding it difficult to like pay attention or to concentrate. Just try to make it like a more like inclusive environment and much like more easier environment and a more friendly environment, like uh you would do at school. Because so, it's like when you're at home, you get tend to get bored, you kind of lose concentration. So I think you should try to do that even online. Just kind of be like the bigger person. And also, you can also further educate yourself. So if you go to the, you can get involved the Autism Society, which is, they post, they have a newsletters, they have daily newsletters. So basically, they inform you and they want to, they basically stay abreast with the current news, with current autism-related news, any bills circulating in the legislative session in the Senate or the House, and they really just want to like educate their their followers and people who really are interested in this cause. It really shows a lot more predictable patterns for adolescents and basically results in changes in the structure of the brain's regions. And as I said before, they have trouble with executive functioning problems like self-control and basically doing everything that like 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 neurotypical people would do. So you can get involved in that. So they further educate individuals, increase awareness about autism symptoms, signs and opportunities, providing information and referrals, events, community partnerships with other businesses, and their printable and digital resources. So they want to expand national communities through these resources so they can build inclusive experiences for children suffering with autism. And they also want to celebrate our differences and you know and how to diversify our narrative and understanding that we should be more inclusive of our differences and our flaws and our imperfections and really understanding about how to make our society more inclusive and accepting of other individuals who might not be like us, but they are like us. They want to be included just like everybody else. So you can also, as I said before, you can join the organization. So you can also help out children uh, with autism or your loved ones. You can educate them about the most appropriate treatments for your loved ones. So we can when you educate yourself, make sure you're educating others too. So provide those same resources as well. Also reach out to your local affiliates. So they can, these people can provide a myriad, myriad numerous resources to families with autistic children. They can obtain support 
And they can share experiences with one another in their community. This leads to creating an inclusive environment for everyone so you can diversify your narrative, uh, which is basically the main goal and what, what the Autism Society achieve, wants to achieve. Basically, providing new resources to families with autistic children. You can also sign up for the Autism Society's free e-newsletter so you can stay updated on autism-related news newsletters. And you get, basically, it includes a lot of a lot of information like advocacy, research, anecdotes, and other resources to further educate yourselves if you're interested only. Because they feel like they don't have a voice, they don't feel like they can be heard, and they feel like they're the underdog where they really have no voice or say in how they can uh, change percep people's perceptions um, on autism, then they really feel like they can't do anything to I guess, increase research and advocacy for children who suffer with autism. So my last, so my last comments I want to add before I end here is so basically encourage families to take action on autism-related public policy issues and to make their voices heard by being placed in a, uh, being placed in an arena to vocalize your opinion. You can also get involved with your local congressperson of your district. You can also take a free course educating yourself about autism. So on autism societies website you can go to autism 101 and they basically it's a full like lengthy course and going in depth about everything you need to know about autism so it's a great way to educate yourself if you're really really interested about this topic what i want to emphasize and what i want you to take away from this podcast is to understand that everybody wants to be included everybody wants to be accepted so i want you to be the bigger person and include everybody in your group you know, say like, oh, I don't want to sit with me at lunch. You can't do that because of COVID, but try to make it a more inclusive environment for children who are, who might be suffering with autism in your class. Make it a more like easier environment for them to learn and make it like more fun for them. Also make sure that you can, I feel like it's a great opportunity to get involved in the political spectrum of things. Not because I'm like, uh, I'm like politically, like I like to advocate for politics and other sort of issues that are really current and are pressing in today's in today's world. But I also think it's really important to, again, be the bigger person, also encourage others and mobilize other individuals in your community to get involved in this because autism is one of those things that's not really talked about, even though it's some uh, kind of mental health disorder, not a lot of people like to talk about it as much. I think it's important that you gather as many people as you can to mobilize individuals in your community and to inspire leadership in this because there's not many people who really want to take who really want to take upon an opportunity like this because it's not really as not like pressing in today's in today's political world but you should always try to get as many people as you can to be inspired by this issue and also encourage families who have autistic children to speak out about their experiences because it'll really really make it such a huge impact um, in your communities it'll make a bigger impact on global and national communities if you Try to gather as many people as you can who, who are interested, you know, people who have personal anecdotes, who have suffered with um, autism. So I think it's something that's really, really important to always gather, mobilize people because the stronger together, you can get more done, really, because it's always better when you're together and there's more than one person who's really advocating. So thank you for listening to today's podcast, and I hope you enjoy.